September the 25th, so instead of meeting here, we'll be out at Horse Creek. Uh, let's pray for good weather. Uh, this is that time of year where we can have good weather as we have had today. So I want to encourage you to put that on your calendars to be a part of that event. Turn your Bibles, if you will, to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 13. And we'll study these two chapters and some verses here tonight as we think about living fearlessly uh, for God in this world and focusing on some foundations that will help us to live fearlessly in this world. I want you to think about a few questions. What is it that you fear? What is it that you fear? Why do you fear these things or these events? And as you think about why it is, what it is you fear, and why it is you fear these things, think about this question. What is it that you do about it? Tonight we want to notice in Scripture here, Numbers chapter 13 and 14, where some of God's people had a fear of something based on their perception and what they saw. Yet there were also some of God's people who saw the same thing but did not fear. Or at least we do not have the indication that they feared. In Numbers chapter 13, we have where the ten spies go out and spy out the land of Canaan to bring back report. And so these spies bring back a report about their fortified cities, uh, that they have strong people, and that their cities are strong, and they are, there are giants there. Ten of the spies, you remember, they perceive that this is not a good deal. You see, they were on the verge of entering the promised land. The land that God had promised to them. They are on the verge. They are right there. And they send out spies to spy out the land. And ten of those spies come back. And they say, this is not a good deal. Do you remember the song? Ten were bad, two were good. They say, we cannot take this land or we will die. You see, here's what's interesting. They had seen God part the Red Sea and they were able to walk through on dry land. They were witnesses of the provisions that God had given to them. You remember out in the wilderness wondering, what did God provide for them? He provided manna from heaven as food. And He provided water from the rock so that they could drink. And these people had been witnesses and had enjoyed these provisions. And they bring back this kind of report. But not Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb, they brought back a different report. Chapter 14 and verse 9, they brought back the report that the Lord is with us. And so as we think about this situation in Numbers 13 and 14, I want us to notice two things about what they focused on and what we should not focus on. So first of all, let's notice the things that we should not focus on. Notice how they focused focused on the negative. Look at Numbers chapter 13, verses 28 and 29. 
This is their report. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, the giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. You see, these ten spies, they looked across the land and they noticed some things and they focused on the negative part of those things. They saw the people were strong. The people are strong, therefore we cannot do it. They saw the cities were strong, they were fortified, they were protected, therefore we cannot break into those cities. They even said, hey, the giants live there. Not only that, the Amalekites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites, and even the Canaanites live there. And these seemed to be pagan people that were hard to get along with. And so they looked at these, uh, these events, they looked at the outcome or, or the overall uh, idea of the land, and they said, we can't do it. They focused on the negative. Do we ever do that? Do you ever find yourself focusing on the negative? To where you say, I, I'm, I'm just not sure of this. I, I'm not sure that I can do that. I'm never going to try that because I just can't do it. Charles Kettering writes, When I was research head of General Motors and wanted a problem solved, I, I placed a table outside the meeting room with a sign, Leave slide rulers here. If I didn't do that, I'd find someone reaching for a slide rule. Then he'd be on his feet saying, Boss, you can't do it. And so he didn't do that. He didn't, he didn't focus on the negative. But when we focus on the negative, it keeps us back from doing what we need to do or being all God wants us to be. And so these people focused on the negative. But look at another thing they focused on. Chapter 13, verses 31 and following. They focused on the giants. They focused on their fears. They focused on their obstacles. Verse 31, But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, came from the giants. And we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. The spies began to believe this, and even convinced the people that they were grasshoppers in the eyes of these giants. And that's what they focused on. Yes, it was a land flowing with milk and honey. But it's too difficult. We can't do it. They had a grasshopper attitude and a grasshopper mentality. Have you ever thought about what the giants are in your life?
What are the fears in your life? What obstacles you have in your life? Well, as you think about these giants and these fears and these obstacles, I have to ask myself the question, do I have a grasshopper mentality when I look at those? One person said, we consider our giants and obstacles greater than God when we do this and much greater than His power. That is why we can't proceed ahead in life as well as delay or even push away God's plans in our lives. So they focused on the negative. They focused on what they thought they could not accomplish. Though God, remember, had already said... I've given you this land. And look at chapter 14, verses 1 through 4. They focused on the anticipations, on their fears. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron and the whole congregation and said to them, this blows my mind until I put myself in their shoes. If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or if only we had died in the wilderness, why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. Their greatest fears were being realized. And they fall on their faces and they cry out and they complain to Moses and Aaron. And they said, we would have been better off if we would have died in Egypt. But you remember, in Egypt they had been in bondage and they had cried out to God for years. And now they're saying, We're, we, we would have been better off if we would have died in, in Egypt. Let us go back to Egypt into slavery so we can die. Imagine. Imagine if the people would have spent as much time and energy moving forward instead of moving backwards. If they would have spent as much time and energy on focusing what could be accomplished instead of looking at all the things that we couldn't do, imagine what they could have done. They viewed death in bondage as better than trusting God and enjoying the promised land. Have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like if I could just die, I wouldn't have to deal with this no more and it would be a lot better, not only for me, but for other people? There's been times I've felt that way. But you see, when the children of Israel felt that way, we have to look at that and ask ourselves the question, where did it get them? Not in the promised land. Rather than moving in faith and enjoying the promised land, they never got to enter it. 
At this stage, the ten spies and the people were focused on themselves. Joshua and Caleb in verse 9 of chapter 14. They say, when children of Israel only do not rebel against the Lord nor fear the people of the land. They called it rebellion. When they chose to focus on the negative, when they chose to see the the giants and their fears and their obstacles, an anticipation of their greatest fears coming true, We've been brought out here to die. Lord, why have you done this to us? Joshua and Caleb said that was rebellion against God. But let's not end the story on a sad note. Let's look at what Joshua and Caleb focused on and tried to get the people to focus on and what you and I should focus on in life, the positive. Chapter 13, look at verses 26 and 27. And verse 30, Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told them and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. In verse 30, Then Caleb quieted the people. This is after they, uh, the ten spies tried to get them to focus on the negative. Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Chapter 14, verses 7 and 8. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Caleb presented his argument, his persuasion in the most positive and passionate way. Let us go up and take possession of the land, he said. It is an exceedingly good land. Paul would say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 7, For we do not walk by sight. We walk by faith. And so we need to ask ourselves the question to these people and ask ourselves, Barry, do you constantly see the negative in events or people? Or do you focus on the positive in events, our people? You see, our focus, our attitude can make all the difference, can't it? I hope I can look and focus on the positive, like Joshua and Caleb. Now let me preface preface that to say, I'm not at all saying it's easy to face giants. Life is full of giants and life is full of obstacles. But it's been my experience and from reading Scripture 
that people of faith, maybe with some fear, but in a brave heart type way, faced their giants. Knowing that whatever the outcome, God had this. And God was in control. And God could take care of it. Which brings us to the next point. The positive to focus on. God's promises in faith. Hold your finger there and look back at Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17 and verse 8. A promise through the sign of the covenant that God gave to Abraham. Also I give to you and your descendants after you the land in which you are a stranger. All the land of Canaan. As an everlasting possession. And I will be their God. Exodus chapter 13. And verse 5. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Hivites and the Jebusites which He swore to your fathers to give you. A land flowing with milk and honey that you shall keep this service in this month. God had already promised them the land. And in chapter 14 and verse 8, Joshua and Caleb promises it again. If the Lord delights in us, then He will bring us into this land and give it to us. It was all about God. You see, they were focused on God and His promises. Not the giants that they saw. Not the fear that they experienced. Not the obstacles that they saw before them but the promises of God in faith. God has given us a promise too. God has given us many promises. I think of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 where God through inspiration said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Also, Jesus said in John chapter 14, I'm going in my Father's house are many mansions. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Why? So that where I am, you may be also. That's a promise. That's a promise for you and I of when our life is over on this earth. And as I mentioned this morning, I'm I'm not ready to leave this earth. But let's live our lives in such a way that people know where we're going. People know of the promise of God. That we go to a better place, to a promised land. I have to ask myself, and I struggle with this at times, Barry, what's your perception of life and death? Do I live in such a way that when I pass through life, people know? People really know. I, I, I know that said a lot of times where they're going to a better place. I, I've heard people in the world say they're going to a better place. 
But can they really know? I believe in the way we live. And when we live and we talk about the promises of God, the promises of the future, like Joshua and Caleb, it's there. And God will give it to us because He's promised it to us. I have to ask myself the question, do I want Egypt or do I want the promised land? One person has said, faith doesn't deny the reality of difficulty. It declares the power of God in the face of the problem. When we face difficulties, don't be afraid to cry. Don't be afraid to petition God. Don't be afraid to declare to those giants the battle belongs to the Lord. And as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faced that fiery furnace, and Daniel faced that den of lions, they didn't know if they would live through it. But they declared to those giants who God really is. Joshua and Caleb, you see, that's the interesting thing. They viewed the same land. They spied out the same land. They saw the same giants. They saw the same fortified cities. They saw the, strong, the same strong people. And yet they said, we can do it because God has promised it. What was the difference? The difference, church, was faith. They had faith that God would provide. They had faith that though it might be difficult, though some of them might lose their life, God would walk through them. And God's people would see the promised land. And then finally tonight, focus on obeying God. Chapter 14 of Numbers and verse 9. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land. For they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Joshua and Caleb's message was do not fear. God will take care. I'm going to try to tell this story from memory. I sought to find it, but couldn't come across it. The story of J.C. Penney. You ever heard that story? J.C. Penney made well building his department stores, building up clientele, 
borrowed money opening up new stores and presenting new items in a store. And then the Great Depression hit. The economy went down. And the banks began to want that money. As the story goes, if I remember correctly, J.C. Penney became very ill. So ill that his friends and family, they became gravely concerned for J.C. Penney. He became so ill that he thought he was going to die. And he was admitted to the hospital. And no matter, no matter what kind of prescriptions they had given to him, no matter what the doctors did to help J.C. Penney, he continued to go downhill. To one night, he really believed, this is it, I'm going to die. In fact, he believed it so much that he wrote farewell letters to his family. And he went to bed expecting to die. The next morning, he wakes up in that same institution, not wondering or wondering what was happening. And from his room, he could hear singing. And so he made his way out of the room and marched down the hallway to the chapel where there was a group of people worshiping. And they were singing a song. God will take care of us. No matter what comes, God will take care of us. And as the story goes, J.C. Penney began to believe in that song. He began to believe that God would take care of him. And that day changed his life. And later he began to follow God. In Acts chapter 5 and verse 29, you remember Peter and John? When they were told by the Jewish leaders, do not preach anymore in His name. They stood and they declared, we must obey God rather than man. And God took care of them. Have we forgotten some of the great things God has done in our lives? See, God has taken care of us through thick and thin. Have we forgotten the times God has moved in our lives causing things to happen that wouldn't normally happen so that things could work out for us? One person has said, faith looks at difficulties through God. But unbelief looks through difficulties at God. You see, if we focus on our giants, we will stumble. But when we focus on God, our giants tumble. Let us be a people who declare to our problems, to our giants, to our fears, and to our obstacles how big our God is. Amen. Tonight, if you're not a child of God, it's our prayer. Life is difficult. And we need, we need help. And that's why we need Jesus. But let me stress 
the fact that just because you come to Jesus in faith and obedience and you put Him on in baptism and you rise in newness of life, you can go on your way rejoicing because now your focus is on, on Jesus. But don't think that takes away the difficulties. That just means now I have someone to walk with me. Now I have someone to carry me through. And I've added a whole host of witnesses, Hebrews chapter 12. From chapter 11, from those who have gone on before, and from those that are here now that say it's not easy. But I'm trying to focus on God. And we can do this together. You can have that tonight if you don't already have it. Maybe it is tonight. You're here tonight and God or Satan has thrown some big obstacles in your life. And he's trying to convince you like he did those ten spies. You can't do it. Just give up. Like he convinced Judas. Joshua and Caleb. Peter. Paul. And others declare, through Jesus Christ, oh yes you can. Tonight, what better time than the present? Look around with people who love you and care about you. Want to say, let us help you. Let us pray with you. Let us pray for you. Let us help you carry that burden. If you have a need to respond to the Lord's invitation, don't wait another moment, but come forward and let us assist you any way we can as together we stand and sing.